When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. And as moist as a freshly baked Betty Crocker cake. The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPNTFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Have I got a cute expression on my face and my shoes all shine? I'll try to keep in line when I'm dancing in the show tonight. Nice. It's a Ween Wednesday, and the lot of people are saying it's the sickest one yet. It's Ryan Kelly Morning After, Maggie O'Brien's 9 o'clock hour. Uh, come on in. The water is warm. What an 8 o'clock hour it was. Brought to you by the appliance discounters. And here in the 9 o'clock hour, uh, Jeremy Rutherford is going to join us. And then we will have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the month. Sign up for the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month. Some wonderful competition. Caller Drew, polarizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, retired Air Marshal claims he is going to win. Just go to TMASTL.com to sign up. And we have two different app contests running right now. Adam Sandler tickets on uh, February 10th. Jackson, what what uh, day of the week is that? February 10th, Tim, is, of course, as we all know... Say- uh, it is a... It's a fries bin. It's a, a fries bin. Oh, wow. It's a fries bin. Yep. Wow. Adam Sandler on a Friday, and all you have to do is go to TMASTL.com and the TMA app and sign up. And then uh, win tickets to the Sunday Metallica show. Single day tickets for Metallica's uh, tour uh, Friday, January 20th. Uh, they go on sale, 10 a.m. So there you go. we got two different app contests going on. And you can sign up just by going to the TMASTL app, making sure you are logged in and registered. How do you do? And you got Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle this uh, Sunday. But it's a Sunday, so it kind of reduces the pony a little bit. Will you usually go out and party after you go to one of these shows? No, I usually, last night, Doug, I don't know if you checked my whoop this morning, but I, I did was not. asleep by 9.45 last night. Oh, I, 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 I saw it. it you was, saw it. It was Pretty hot. good. Good REM sleep yeah. last night. A lot of REM sleep. Well done. Four oh. hours and 30 minutes of, uh, do you call it restorative sleep? I never say that, no. It's restorative. That's what I was wondering. Is it restorative or restorative? Put the emphasis on the first syllable. Oh, I like that. What world's going on? Mm-hmm. Mark Hanna's in studio. Right. He is replaced. Oh, I should have introduced myself. No, 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 no. Uh, and that's because Jeremy Rutherford is with us. Presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. Good morning, Jer. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Just uh, headed to the gym trying to give these workouts a boost. I just did uh, two and a half minutes on that Stairmaster. And I was uh, wanting to watch the show on the... Uh, Twitter link, so yeah. I could watch it on the, the YouTube, and it wasn't up. So, oh, oh no, we've had a lot of trouble with the, personnel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with the personnel. Keep it up, Jr. Plowick, Kevin, what do you got? You got a sandwich? 
Yeah, I got a peanut butter and honey sandwich. That's what I had, too. That's what I had, too. Really? But let's go back to that two and a half minutes he did on, what was that, the Stairmaster? you got to get started somewhere. Yeah, well, I wanted the, the YouTube link, so I was like, wait a minute. I thought I'd have to go the whole two and a half minutes without watching the show and, and listening to the show. And then I thought, wait a minute, I know this 21-year-old, the dude born Hamptons living, money-saving producer. I could... Wow! Stop giving us the business! <laughs> he is giving us the business. So he did. Uh, he did put it up really quick. So give him a round of applause there. And uh, thank you, Jackson. No, thank you. Show. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, yeah. No, that was good. Yeah, I noticed that hey, there you... was a tweet about our YouTube link, kind of random, like at eight fifteen. <laughs> well, thanks to Jr. <laughs> That's what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the scramble this morning, I, it slipped my mind. That's on me. Hmm. Yeah. No. No. But uh, you guys know I'm a journalist. I like to take notes when I listen to things. So hey, I took a few notes listening did to the you? show while I was on the stairmaster. If you guys want to hear my notes for yes, oh sure, well, that's great. Notes. Kind of a recap, yes. Doug. Yeah, yeah. So I was on the stairs there, and I was listening to the show, and you guys were talking about what happened with uh, the sound story. And you know how you're at the gym, and you look up. There's TVs everywhere. I look up, and they got, they got TMZ on. TMZ's on, like, for 24 hours, right? Nice. And they're playing the four-minute video clip from yesterday's soundbite. <laughs> oh, no! No! Mm. He loves to dig it in. Mm. He knows the wound is fresh. Yeah. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> so then, hey... All right, play along with me here. It's your last meal. You're at the. Uh, you're on death row. You're going to uh, the death chamber tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your What's your last meal? What's everybody's last meal? Oh, huh. uh, I'll do an easy scallop risotto with a nice Caesar salad oh, and a glass of wine. Any particular restauranti? Oh, uh, man, uh, I like Bartolino's for my my risotto. It's kind of a, nice so play. Kind of a sneaker play and a nice mm. play. Doug, what are you going with? I guess maybe filet and lobster, but I wouldn't have the wine because, you know, alcohol can shorten your lifespan. (laughs) (laughs) Any particular restaurante? Uh, no particular restaurant, eh, I guess. Mark Hanna, where are you going? What are you going? I, I did a fabulous halibut at the crossing. Wow. Oh, you like fabulous that? Fabulous halibut. halibut. I think I'd go that route, a little blackened halibut. That sounded a little stuffy to me, a little <laughs> Dude, that's, It sounds like, are you the guy who went to Melville, or are you yeah. the guy who What's went to MICDS? Look, I don't know. Don't judge. World. Don't judge my halibut. <laughs> I had a fabulous halibut at the crossing. Jackson, where are you going? I assume you also had a fabulous halibut at the crossing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, uh... I would resurrect St. Louis Wing Company and oh, have the Cajun oh, wow. Alfredo wings. Come on. The Cajun Alfredo wings. Wow, you liked it. I love that play. You like that play? Oh. I would resurrect it and then uh, have the Cajun Alfredo wings. 20 of them, please. What a oh, good boys just trying to appeal to That's the what mass. it was. Yes. That's what it was. You spotted it. You Grass spotted the full yeah. populism mm. right there. That's oh, a sharp, I got a sharp. hell of it. He's getting into <laughs> politics now. Yeah, it's actually the king cut the prime rib at Chris's. Perfect. I've got a wide delta. Uh, Pauly Bottos, Rack of Lab, the Lobster Ravioli, the Caprese Salad, a bottle of wine or two. Yeah. But then mm. I could also go to that White Castle across from Vianney, assuming yeah, the guy who, who exhaled deeply <laughs> when I went to pick, uh, get the in order at 1030 was not working because I don't really want him making uh, my uh, White Castle. What about you, JR? You asked the question. Well, did, did Plow go? I didn't hear anybody say King Size Snickers. No. <laughs> well, you didn't ask for dessert. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, with, with those are all great choices, by the way. I think I've had uh, most of those. Those are great. But all due respect to uh, Iggy, I think I'm going Cracker Barrel Chicken and Dumpling. Come on, biscuits. Load me up on those biscuits. Mm. <laughs> and, and finally, last note, and then we can get to the blues here. Jackson, this trip. Come on, bro. Okay, so here's the deal. J- Jackson actually invited me to go on the trip. I was going to be the 13th dude on this trip, oh, and I careful. told him no. I-, I told him no, 
because I do have the opportunity this weekend to take 40 kids to Sky Zone, and I jumped at that oh opportunity. My oh, God. That's yeah. gosh. Oh, Listen, it's really? understandable. Oh, my God. We, I offer them his own room. Is that a nightmare? <laughs> he, he, took, he took that over the trip with Gareth. Yeah, that is, you're lost. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah so, so it'll be fun to uh, trip to Sky Zone. More room for us. <laughs> How you guys doing? We're wonderful. We're doing a, an award-winning radio presentation. Mm. Uh, Plowhawk's got a peanut butter and honey sandwich he's enjoying, <laughs> so I feel like everybody is on their on their A game. How much do you need to drink to wash down a peanut butter and honey <laughs> sandwich? I will say it's dry. I would think. Mm. Nice little treat. Uh, JR, here's the, here's the dance that I feel like we have to play. And I'm curious if you're... I was, t- I was talking with a friend of mine, big blues fan yesterday. And I said, this is... And I don't know how it is for you, but you're in a different spot than, say, like, Kerber and Pang and Joey Vitale and John Kelly, because you're more in the, the, the journalist wing and they're in the broadcaster wing. So it's a weird spot. I think everybody kind of knows that the blues probably aren't that great... But they're not necessarily terrible. I mean, there are some teams, we'll see one on Saturday, that are just garbage this year in the NHL. I think five teams have below a 40% winning percentage. I know that's not the way you really track you know, success in the NHL. It's points, but uh, it's historically bad. But the Blues are kind of flying under the radar relative to the historically bad. But fans who've seen a great team around here four years ago know this one isn't that. And then you have this trade deadline with two big names lurking out there that are six weeks away. And so it's a weird spot when they win some games like they did on Monday night against Ottawa, but you're kind of like, eh, it probably doesn't matter. The big story is out there, and it it's not going to happen for a few weeks. So we kind of talk about the, the regular season games as if they matter when in reality they probably don't. I'm tell, I'm projecting here because that's how I feel when I'm hosting the show on 101 ESPN. Your thoughts on said statement? Yeah, I I just think you have to watch from 35,000 feet, and you can't get caught up in the game to game. You win a couple uh, big ones in a row. I remember we were sitting there in the Minnesota locker room, and Braden Shen said, you guys are writing us off. And, you know, here we are a couple games, three games later, and you you won one, you beat Ottawa, but you lost a couple in a row that were pretty disappointing. And, you know, Tampa uh, against a better team. So, you know, I'll stand by what I've been saying is that – you know, you got to give them credit when they come up with a gutsy performance and you see some things that you like and you see some corrections. But for the most part, what are we, 40-plus games into the season and you still see the, the defensive lapses and the backdoor tap-ins and so on and so forth. And these are things that are going to continue in the second half and into the postseason. So I think, uh, like I've been saying, that Doug Armstrong has that 35,000 feet up in the air approach. And as we get closer to the deadline, you know, I don't know that it's going to be depending on how the team's playing anymore. I think he's going to make that decision based on what he's seen up to this point. Uh, any encouragement from uh, seeing a guy like Jake Neighbors play so well the other night? Yeah, I think so, and that kind of looks ahead also to, to the future. You look at uh, what this team has part-wise and prospect-wise and so on and so forth. You know, I know that the listeners don't get caught too caught up in the 18-, 19-year-olds that are on the way, but you have uh, guys like Zachary Bolduke playing – junior hockey you have jimmy jimmy snuggerud at the university of minnesota you have a jake neighbors who's kind of taken that step now and you know i think that there is promise and of course you still got all these veterans they're under contract for a long time that's going to be the biggest thing is blending some of these young guys coming up including the kairos and the thomases who are starting to take over the team 
uh, with some of these uh, prospects in the nearer term. And, and you know, look, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for the Blues. I just think that for whatever reason, the chemistry this year, the issues this year, they've been hard to get over. And so, yeah, you do get excited when you see performances like uh, Jake Neighbors the other night. You mentioned those two guys, Bolduc and Snuggerud. Um, With this being a transition year, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but you think there's any chance that either of those guys make an appearance in the uniform this year? Yeah, so with uh, Bull Duke, the way it works with junior hockey is they have to finish up the junior hockey season. That kind of protects those guys and those teams from losing those players. Uh, so he would have to wait until that junior season and then could come up and whether it be play in the American Hockey League or, or play uh, uh, with the Blues a game or two towards the end. I wouldn't envision anything like that, but I think that uh, there's a chance. And with Snuggerud, he's just a freshman at Minnesota. So uh, it's all de- dependent on when he would turn pro. Is it after this year? Does he go back to Minnesota? He can't play with the Blues until he decides to uh, turn pro, sign that contract, and give up that amateur eligibility. So it's something that could happen. I kind of expect him to go back to uh, Minnesota for another year. Uh, just for the purpose of playing devil's advocate, uh, and it's not necessarily a position that I subscribe to, but it is a different set of circumstances than I feel like anyway in 2021-2022 season where you clearly had – a force in the Western Conference happening to be in the Blues division with Colorado. And if you were going to get anywhere, you were most likely going to have to go through the Avalanche. I don't see that at the moment in the Western Conference. The East is so much stronger than the West this year. Does that factor in, do you think, if the Blues are still lurking around when March 3rd rolls around in, in Doug Armstrong's Equation. I feel like the one that we oftentimes looked at uh, to compare and contrast to 2018 when they were lurking and he still traded Stasny. Um, do you think that that comes into the equation? Or when it gets down to it, the bigger picture is the priority and the bigger picture being the team has to turn the page on uh, Tarasenko and O'Reilly. Yeah, I suppose it could, Tim. Like, if you're seeing some good things, and you're, the things that I just talked about, uh, you know, the issues, you're not seeing those anymore. It, we're talking in three or four weeks, and they've kind of disappeared, and the record's looking pretty decent. You're in a playoff spot, and then some of those other teams are, are still struggling. You know, maybe there's a small chance that Doug takes all that into account, but it happens every year. Uh, there's going to be a team or two that gets hot, and they look like they're unbeatable. You know, last year, obviously, uh, Colorado's got all the talent in the world, but they were playing well, uh, and it was going to be tough to knock off them, even though the Blues did a wonderful job, as good as anybody in the league. But then you look at the East, yeah, and I mean, if you could make a run where you guaranteed to get to the Stanley Cup final and maybe even lose to a team in the East, you look at that as a productive season, you'd go for it. You really would, but I just don't know that that's uh, in the cards. And what I keep going back to, guys, is, if you're sitting there cleaning out your lockers at the end of the regular season or after a first-round playoff loss and you look across the room and you see O'Reilly and Tarasenko taking off their jerseys and those guys are still around and you haven't capitalized like you could asset-wise, you know, to me it's a loss. So, you know, who's get, who knows what's going to happen in terms of you know, what teams offer for those guys? Does Tarasenko invoke his no-trade clause? Whatever happens, you know, I just think you have to be realistic about the situation and not think that it's going to come together in these last three or four weeks. You mentioned going for it right there. Is there any chance if they get hot? Could you envision Army saying, let's unload some of these young guys, let's go for it, let's pick up a rental or two? Well, I I doubt it. I think that you would have had to have seen uh, a more concrete, you know, rise to the occasion type team than we've seen up to this point. Now, if it's not to say that it can't happen in these last few weeks before the deadline, but I think if we go back 
even to that last little burst where they looked pretty good and, and won a couple games and started saying, hey, we're, we're putting it together. You know, if you could continue that you know, and then ride out the last stretch before the trade deadline, maybe. But then you go back the other night, like the Tampa Bay, same things we've been seeing. So, you know, I, I, in two games, three games, four games, we could see the same stuff. I have not seen enough, Mark, to show that, uh, hey, this team has the ability to put it together and make one of those runs to kind of even entertain the idea of, quote-unquote, going for it. But let me offer a player as an idea. Oh, <laughs> They could bring back an offensive-minded defensive defenseman like Chris McAlpine. Maybe he could shore up. Oh, oh, he hadn't played in 10 years. Yeah, you but he could bring him back. Time? He could be the guy. Uh, you better have a second part to this. I'm not just answering that first part, but uh, <laughs> Chris McAlpine is an agent now, and I think he's busy with his clients is the kind of the part that would make that tough. So he's you're not saying no. Yeah, I noticed he I'm didn't say 100% no. no. What, what are the chances that we actually have a text that I was about to read that mentions Chris McAlpine? <laughs> really? <laughs> JR, if we need some bodies, if the captain and Vladdy are shipped out, do Craig Conroy and Chris McAlpine get the call? Oh. Look, that's, I mean, it's two times. Uh, and then second question, if you were a single, pale young man, do you think it would be wise to look for ladies in a remote cabin eight hours away with ten other dudes where the only chicks around are the townies making the saltwater taffy and fudge? Mm, what does me being pale have to do with anything? <laughs> From Carlos Spicy Wiener, and he will go into the Hall of Fame. That's a good Hall of Famer. No, well, I already Limpin. addressed that McAlpine working as an agent, so he's out. And then Craig Conroy, this is going to put people in a bad mood, too, but he's working for the Calgary Flames management group, so he's probably so out, he's out too, too. unable to suit up for the Blues. And, yeah, listen, I've gone on guy trips, guys. I mean, we go to the Ozarks, but it's, it's, it's this weird thing that you actually go out on the boats and there's uh, other genders out on the lake. I wow, have not Doug, what is that? Yeah, uh, I've I've not heard this uh, strategy where you actually go to a remote cabin. <laughs> well, I'm uh, looking for dudes. What is that? Wow, there it is. This guy's going on deliverance-like <laughs> vacations. I don't get it. Can you can you cut that for Friday? I'm looking for dudes. <laughs> yeah, I got you. It'll be on There's another Friday one too. Use that. Don't worry, you got two of them now. Nice. Playing back to back. Lots and lots of dudes. <laughs> There's another one. We got a lot to work with. Uh, let's see, but we got a lot of them in here. Uh, Doug, not I don't know how many are uh, here. Two parters. Uh, this is just uh, this is from Harrison's brother Mastry. He's, okay. Uh, please, please ask Jr. What does the organization see in Colton Pareko? I'm not trying to troll. I just want to know what they see. Harrison's brother Master. This might be the first time somebody said, please ask Jr. followed by a serious question. So <laughs> I was kind of caught off guard there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's 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 tough. It's a situation where he's got all the tools. He's six five, six six. He can skate like the wind. He's got a howitzer shot. You know, but I think when you're in year two and you're saying, okay, it'll come, you look for it. You know, I don't think you can sit here and, you know, year seven and eight and, and say it's going to come. I think Colton Pareko is what he is, and there are some great parts to that, and then there are some other parts that you kind of wonder about. I think the biggest thing is, you know, that that toughness that you need. Did you guys see? Somebody was sitting next to me the other night watching the Blues game in a press box, and there was a little scrum around the Blues net. And I think it was Colton Pareko. You could read his lips. He told the guy, relax. Like, I just don't – could you imagine Chris Pronger around the net telling the guy to Here relax? Here comes <laughs> He's just – he's almost – if it's possible, he's too nice a guy. He's just the most pleasant, sweetest guy you'd ever possibly meet. That's what and maybe that's not what you want for a defenseman because yeah. he really is the nicest guy you'd ever possibly meet. He okay. is. He is so nice. He is. He is so nice. Maybe that uh, 
Craig Berube put the put the issue uh, on him when he said that Colton Preco is a guy you'd let your your daughter marry. Yeah. So maybe that was a mm-hmm. that was a tough one there. So he he is so nice. And guys, listen. Every time I get that question, I want to emphasize there is a lot that this guy does right. But unfortunately, in the National Hockey League, in front of the net, around the net, you have to have that extra edge, and it Sandpaper. just isn't there. Yeah, he's a fabulous player. It seems like the sort of guy that's going to end up as one of those hockey trades. You get traded for another guy that's just not quite working out. And, Mark, you're absolutely right. The tough part with that is them signing him to this eight-year contract. Like, if you had him for three or four years, you'd make that hockey trade probably. But I just don't know how you make make that trade with eight years on the deal. Yeah. I felt like you were about to right. ask a question, but I got. I was just wondering if he's going back on the on the stairmaster because he's only spent two and a half minutes. <laughs> you on feel there. like he needs a little more time on there? I would. I would think no, double I that. Just, uh, eating from his bowl of chicken dumplings here. Yeah, Sorry. here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Good Rutherford every Wednesday here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After, brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wall Strategies. Thank you, Jr. Thanks, boys. There All is, right, thank you, Rupsy. 314-889-0503, Mark Hanna, EvergreenSTL.com. Anything you want to tell to the people? Uh, I'm jealous of Plowsy's sandwich. I hope that peanut butter and honey passport. Call me and we'll make sure that you're squared away. I got you. I got you. You're a great, great human being. I told you when I saw you out there, it feels like we haven't seen each other in so long. But you said it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks, baby. It's It's been been two weeks. It's not that long. Well, I'm talking to Mark. Well, then again, I see you every day. Up on the YouTube. That is true. See, I don't get that. You're a YouTube watcher. I am. Are you really guilty as charged? Gosh, yeah. Mm. I think I'm going to send in a little cutout like Learn back here, allow Plowsy to look oh, at Oh, that'll be nice. That'd be oh, Mark Hanna cutouts. me and have mm-hmm. Iggy and the Dais look at you, too. Right. That'd be all right. Mark Hanna, always Take wonderful to see you, sir. Thank great you so to much. Great to be here, guys. Have a great Thank day. You, the Hansi. great Mark Hanna of Evergreen Mark's Wealth phenomenal. Strategies, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl. Dot com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency presents the Colonel Gabe Diarmond every Monday here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. Check out the reviews for James Carlton. There are 304 five-star reviews on Google for James Carlton. That's the kind of respect that people have for James and his staff in the office in Webster Groves. I am a client. I made the switch, and I am so happy that I did. There is a world of difference between James Carlton and so many other people in the insurance agency. 314-961-4800. I should say insurance business, not the agency. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. Uh, Doug, did you ever watch Boy Meets World? I never did. Did you ever watch St. Elsewhere? Might have seen that once or twice. Did you ever watch The Graduate? Yes, yeah, saw that years ago. Bonnie Bartlett Daniels. Oh, wow. Familiar with BBD? No. Belle Biv DeVoe. Bonnie Bartlett Daniels says she and husband William Daniels, quote, never felt tied to fidelity at the oh. beginning of their now 72-year marriage. Yeah, I, yeah, I know who William uh, Daniels is. He's been in a million things, right? Saying elsewhere, yeah. Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. The Graduate. Yeah. The 93-year-old got candid about the ups and downs of a relationship with Boy Meets the World actor who's 95 while promoting her new memoir, Middle of the Rainbow. Quote, I guess it was a little bit of an open marriage at first. 
But that was very painful. It didn't work well. And it was a time when people were doing that. It was a time in New York when there was a lot of sex mm. and a lot of people doing all kinds of things. Oh. Very free. I mean, that would be 70 years ago. Were the 1950s known for... <laughs> I thought that was when Hugh Beaumont... I don't know. Barbara Billingsley were sleeping in separate beds. That's the image you have. Right. I'm sure people were still randy. <laughs> no, you had the Rock Hudson parties, things like that. Rock Hudson parties? <laughs> we had the Coral Courts Motel was a, a big thing in St. Louis, the no-tell there... motel. Yeah, I was there. You were there. You slept oh, with wives there. <laughs> oh, I was there quite a few times. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was a place you would go. We wouldn't just go to have sex. We just, you know, if we wanted a place to go party, we'd just buy some booze and go to Coral Courts. Nice. Really? Yeah. But did you have some secret yeah. affairs there as well? Yeah, I did. Did you? How Married many? women? Well, yeah. Married because <laughs> mm. there were garages in the back. You could park your car and nobody could see you. Pull into the garage and nobody could see your car so you could secretly have sex. In yeah. There. I've always heard that that was the big selling point, but is your significant other driving <laughs> around all other motels in the area looking for your car? Well, maybe her husband thought she was cheating and he maybe was looking for her and checking out the hotels and you look at a car. Oh, there's her car. Now, if I would drive it, I didn't have to do it because nobody knew my car as far as they're not looking for me. But You didn't have the Iggy One license plate then? No, but back to the 98-year-old woman writing a memoir. <laughs> Sounds like you're not happy with no, the No, I'm just saying, why would you oh. wait that long to do a memoir? <laughs> The St. Elsewhere star who married Daniels in 1951. So the 1950s. I thought the, the free love thing was a 60s, 70s. 70s, yeah. 50s where you're still buttoned up. Uh, went on to reveal she had an affair that lasted a few months with an actor who was slightly boring sometime around 1959. I never felt guilty because I never felt tied to fidelity. And neither did Bill. Mm. However, her husband's affair with a producer in the 1970s left her devastated and completely changed the dynamic of their relationship. Was it a guy? Uh, let's see. By that point, the actress learned she could no longer tolerate any kind of open marriage, and the two some moved forward day by day to repair their broken relationship. It was very painful for the both of us, but it was something we had to go through because we never went through it. She continued, when we got together, I was 18. Bill was my first boyfriend. We just had to go through all that, and still, we loved each other very much, we always have. We've always been there for each other, and that's what matters. If you're there for the person and help them along in a relationship, have respect for them and what they're doing and being there for them, you have to be together on the other side. Hmm. Doug, that's Bonnie Bartlett Daniels, BBD, they call it. Okay. She, it had to be a gay relationship. Why? <laughs> Why did it have to be? There were no female producers in the 50s. You don't know that. <laughs> Name one. Doug, name a female producer. That's that's when they met, but she said this was years later. She said it was in the, in the 60s. In the 70s, 70s, she said he had an affair, I thought. And it no. doesn't have to be the biggest name producer in the in the business. Could be an assistant producer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they gave women those jobs until like the 90s. I don't know. Elaine May. Pardon? How about Elaine May? Elaine May. Elaine May. She was, one of, she was a pioneer in female filmmaking. Sure. You just Google her. Elaine May? Yeah. Elaine May? She's, what, what was that movie she made that was terrible? That It's like one... Harold is one of the worst movies ever. I don't even know who she is, so I can't name Elaine her. May? Elaine May? She was Mike Nichols' uh, uh, comedy partner for Yeah. Her. I don't even know who these people I've never are. heard the name. <laughs> All right, well, maybe I'm off. Well, I'm sorry, Bill. It wasn't gay. But... Well, you don't know that. Who's Bill? 
William that Daniels. His wife called him Bill. Yeah, if you're oh. going to write a memoir at this age, just start naming names. Well, this a, is the perfect time to write a memoir when I, you're old. I had an affair with an actor. Well, name the name. I'm sure he's dead. Oh, well, maybe the family doesn't want to hear it. Well, don't write a memoir and don't name names. Wow. You going to name names when you write your memoir? You better. Yeah. You're not writing I do that it book. on the show. Why wouldn't I do it on a book? You're, you're not writing that book. <laughs> well, why'd you bring it up? <laughs> I just, you just said I'm, when you write this book, and, ah, you're, not, you're I just answering you, yourself. I want you to write the book, and I'm frustrated that you haven't put pen well, to paper. how many times have I said I'm writing it Why don't you just do a few interviews done. with Hockman, and then he can transcribe it, and then you don't have to write it, because that, that part probably is going to be a big roadblock. Maybe I'll call him today. Yes! Yeah, all right. I really do think you could wind up making I mean, it. I don't care about the money. money. I, just, I just have stories I want out there. Why do you want them out there? Because some of these people are vile. <laughs> oh, that you slept with? No. <laughs> oh, then you're going to take shots at in the people business. People in this industry. Oh. Stories need to be told. I think people want to hear the stories of your romantic exploits. Who? What you Gale are the one, yeah. Who would want to hear those? The Volva family. <laughs> Just yeah, make for sure. a spicy little it. book. I didn't have a spicy little page turner. That was Chris Bird's boy, girl. I didn't have an affair with her. People in St. Louis want to hear. There's names that they might know. He barely remembers her. I was I was texting with him or DM with him the other day because uh, he's living in the Virgin Islands, and I said uh, I said we talk about you and Gail Volva. I said Volva, and I had to go back and click the F and put an H in there. Mm. I said. F. I said, VV, I'm sorry. Um, I said, yeah, we talk about Gail Hove all the time. She goes, that's a name for the past. <laughs> said, yeah, well, you dated her. Oh. And we talk about her more than he does. Yeah, she so, was a dish. Yeah. Oh, she was just. Quite a dish. Back when you're in high school, you're not gorgeous. She's just, she was cute as a button. And then she turned into a beautiful lady. I haven't seen her since then. I don't know. We ought to get her on. I wonder what happened I've tried. I've looked up Facebook, and I can't find her anywhere. Joining us now in the Ryan Kelly morning after. Gail Volva. Gail Volva. Maybe she's no longer with us. It's Volva. I don't know. I, How I, many I, people in your book do you consider targets, so to speak, of letting the public know what slash who they really are? I can think of, I think, two. Yeah. Uh, four. That I really oh, want to wow. talk Oh, wow. Now, I don't know the other two, assuming I'm uh, right on two. Huh. But, Doug, I'm calling you by this book. Initials of these four? No. Three would, I guess, would be considered bosses, and one would be somebody I worked with. Hmm. Cryptic. Mm. No, that should be an easy one. But I work with. He wasn't my boss. Who are these people? Okay, maybe I got, I think maybe I got three. I don't know the fourth. I don't know. Color me intrigued, Doug. It's a page turner. I think if I showed them to you, you'd say, "Oh yeah, that's right." Yeah. Let's let the let's let the cat out of the bag. Let's put then why write the, the book if I just tell you what I want? I just want I just talk about a chapter every day because I'm afraid we're not going to get Doug. the book. Here's the book. Tomorrow, Iggy's going to talk about chapter one. <laughs> chapter one, how it all began. <laughs> chapter two, it's the best of times. It was the worst of times. Is that how you're going to start it? The beginning of the end. Okay. Looks like I can read a book a day. Oh. Keeps the doctor away. Mm -hmm. 
Guys, I trash the little leather man all the time, but I absolutely would buy a book penned by Strode. Hell, if he's not worried about money, he could donate the proceeds to the Megan Meyer Foundation. There you That's go. Yeah. No, I mean, if I make money, I make money, but oh. I don't, I'm not doing it for the money. I don't know how many people are going to buy this book. No, I don't. Has anybody in local radio ever written a book, like St. Louis local radio? I mean, in New York, you're talking, you know, we're apples and oranges here. No. Nah, not that I know. Like, I'd be curious. A tell-all no. Some of the sports writers have written books and and do radio, I guess. Yeah, but they're books about athletes or things. They yeah. yeah, they're specifically they're not tell Never in a memoir. Somebody, somebody's been in radio for over 30 years, and yeah, I think uh, next month is 31 years. Um, to me, Tom Tom, Hall of Famer. I want to hear any story Iggy is willing to share. I'll pre-order the book right now. How about that? Mm. There's an order right, right what, there. What are you charging for this book? I, I have no clue. 35 for sure. $35? Yeah, it'd be a nice hardback, nice... Uh, Coffee table book. Yeah, nice with, pictures. Table book with pictures. A lot of pictures, including the nude of you and hedonism. I don't know how many pictures I have. Like one of those Hallmark I've taken cards a lot of pictures. Make drop noises. I've taken a lot of pictures since I had a, you know, you get a camera on your phone. But I mean, I took no pictures back in the day. I mean, I think I've got five pictures from Bermuda. I just didn't take a lot of pictures. And, you know, people I've been around and celebrities. And, I mean, if I had a camera back in the day, here's a picture of me and Tony Lima's niece. No one knows who she is. Here's here's a picture. (laughs) But just the pictures I could have that I don't. You know, me and Leona. I didn't have a camera with me. That'd be a good one. I'd like to see that one. Yeah. But all the people I've met. We could Photoshop. We could make that happen with Photoshop. All the people I've met and I have no pictures. Um, well, you've got that nude of you in hedonism, and if you really want to create some controversy and sell some books, that's that goes right in the middle of the book. Well, they're out there. I mean, I guess all people got to do is go get a password to Denny P and just go in there and look at my <laughs> years I went. And Mr. Lix has pictures. done that. Yeah, he posted a picture of me with a blow-up doll. Shocking. Oh, <laughs> that needs to be in the Startling book. Startling photos. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely needs to be included. I don't remember putting that one in there. What about the one with the, the nighty you're wearing? Girl was wearing like a like licking her nipple or something. I don't like oh, that, but a picture of me with a blow up doll at the nude pool. Yeah, that was just that was <laughs> inside just, cover. Sounds like the cover. Yeah, <laughs> that was just for the people going to Wet Wild and Wicked, not people just listeners to go join the page and then go steal my <laughs> pictures. Huh. Now, if you enjoyed it, fine. I, well. I found one the other day of me, and I could probably post it because there's no nudity. Uh, the people in the background have their backs to us, mm-hmm. and the people sitting on the side of the uh, mist pool, you can't really see. There's a picture of me sitting on the side of the side of the pool naked, holding a big, giant, inflatable penis. Oh, oh detachable penis. And my leg is situated where you couldn't see anything. Detachable but you are naked? Yes. Yeah, but I'm sure I could post it. There's no nudity there. Yeah. Are you worried about litigation? Yeah, because there are some faces in there. I'd worry. No, I'm talking about if you write your book. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, wow. Great. But I, my, my understanding is if it's the truth, yeah. then you're good. Well, and I'll have people to back stories that I tell. Corroboration. If I mention something, in case they want to sue, here are two people who will verify this story. Oh, really? So they can sue all they want, but then when they go to court and say, okay, well, you, you screwed yourself because it would have been my word against your word. But now it's my word against your word against five people, mm. so you're really screwed. So now it's all true. Now then you counter sue. Make this a windfall of cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's there's certain people I wish they would sue because they think it's my word against their word. 
And then I go to court and I say, okay, well, we're going to call a few witnesses here. How are you going to afford a lawyer? Oh, I'm sure they'll pro bono. <laughs> they would. Wow. Just they for, would. Just for the publicity. It's tribute, if nothing else. Yeah, just for the publicity. Sure, they would. Yeah, they do that all the time. Well, Doug, there it is. There's the, what you mm-hmm. start shopping for Christmas yeah. 2023. Yeah. I hope it's out. He's told that story a thousand times. Move on. Whoa. This, let's get busy with this book. I'll call hockey today. Okay. Hoxie. All right. Somebody texted in that Joe Holloman is the one who said he would do it. No. Benjamin Hockman, Benjamin, in the Hockman. Press, Benjamin Hockman in the press box. Well, Ryan Kelly might write a book for you, too, if he's not too busy with his he's mortgage business. He's got so much going on, he doesn't have time. One thing he's got going on is that inflation deflation program. If high interest rates are keeping you on the sidelines in a search for the home, the inflation deflation program from Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert, will put you right back in the game. After you're pre-approved with the home loan expert, they will enroll you in their interest rate rewind program. That means your interest rate will be two full points from today's rate for the first year of the loan, and then one point lower in year two. And after that, your interest rate will adjust to today's current rate. And once you close on your new home with Ryan Kelly's team, you'll be enrolled in the VIP refi program. That way, when interest rates come down, and they will sooner or later, the home loan expert team will refinance your loan to the new lower rate with no fees. All you have to do is make six months of payments after your closing, and you can get locked in at that lower rate. Now, that is some VIP service. Find out more about the Inflation Deflation Program at thehomeloanexpert.com. Thank you, Ryan Kelly. Thank you so much, Sir Mortgage. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling Email of the Day. I'm so excited for my upcoming trip to Gatlinburg. I booked a scenic mountain view cottage buried in those tips of that rock for Mm. me and my mystery male lover. My mystery man love is a former sportscaster in a Midwest market. He's erotic, tangy, and tight. The honeymoon suite comes with that heart-shaped hot tub where most of our time will be shared. Jet streams will be on high as we slowly rob and feed chicken and dumplings into each other's mouth holes as sweat leaks down on our flabby skin in that altitude role-playing, role-playing. He'll be in the mountains and I'll be the climber, straddling, sliding, roping. Okay. You know when we hit the peak, think about it. It's so coy, so bold. Mm. It's from the SEMO Lum. Simo alum. Hey guys, great show today, but I didn't catch all of it because my mistress has been pretty out of it lately and left my cage open accidentally, and I was able to crawl out and tune out ham radio to your station somehow during the 8 o'clock appliance discounters hour. Really quick, do you think appliance discounters sells cages? Like, not for bunnies, but maybe like a large dog, or for something similar in size, but is a dirty naughty boy. Is Jackson's Flesh Noodle Party in the Smoky Mountains more Brokeback Mountain or Deliverance? Because I'm currently reviewing whether or not you can actually go to the Smoky Mountains and not have gay sex. And so far, it looks like Jackson is a liar. But Iggy might be a liar, too. According to a 2019 Gallup poll with over 120 million responses. Wow, what a Gallup poll. Hmm. 26% of people said they did indeed have gay sex in the Smokies during their trip. I'm going to give Iggy the benefit of the doubt and say he rounded up to 30%. But the future, let's make sure we're more accurate with our data. Considering erotica, especially orgies, incests, and daisy chains. All right, I'm done. If I win, please pay the extra money to the post office and expedite my winnings. It's from the Sexy Robot. Hmm. Sexy Robot. Morning, guys. Just out of my own personal curiosity, I decided to keep score during today's show and make note of all the times the crusty orange yogurt socks stormed the cockpit and took over the show with an apropos of nothing hijacking that not only did no one care about, but also no one wanted. Number one, (laughs) the Norwood gift card vacation story. Number two is job interview gone wrong traffic tale. 
Number three, I can answer Tim's question about the interview 15 minutes after the question was originally posed. Number four, sex with Anna Cardente on the beach. Number five, beach sex in Bermuda. Number six, Dionne Warwick in Johnny Mathis. Number seven, the I don't know the difference between personal property and income tax hijacking. Hmm. Number eight, why can't I get on a plane, but I can drive with this ID? Number nine, I got a text from Pally Coleslaw. Number 10, the vacation to Gatlinburg in the Old Mill Restaurant. Number 11, Spring Break Flophouse. Mm. Number 12, oh, and that was all in the first two hours because we know he's contractually obligated to not work past nine on Wednesdays. If young pop-up don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you, Doug Blueberry Pop-Up. Blueberry Pop-Pop. So basically every time I talk on the show, it's a hijacking. I know a lot about spoilers, and it's great. House Ken Strode. We're oh. going to bring that back? How about that whole deal? Here's a guy who literally got suspended from Facebook for violence over a spoiler for a TV show that had been off the air for eight years, but over and over again, he needlessly hijacks this presentation in order to casually drop spoilers from current or recently completed seasons of Yellowstone or the White Lotus. He's a horse's ass for doing that! Oh, gosh. For those keeping score, Pepper and Genie existed for seven months from late April through mid-December. It never had any sponsors and was essentially the podcast equivalent of that Creed Thoughts Word document that Ryan from the office set up for Creed to use as his blog. Who asked? Even for the internet, it's pretty shocking. For whatever reason, Iggy and Plowsy decided not to continue their sponsorless word vomit in 2023. KG and O-Town took matters into his own hands and single-handedly tried to keep Pepper and Genie alive by going out and getting sponsors. For his efforts, KG and O-Town had on-air shots fired at him by Iggy. Then KG and O-Town was not allowed to call in because Jackson had more important things to deal with, like cutting more obnoxiously long audio postcards of New York radio duffs mm. <laughs> that nobody here cares about playing slap and tickle. Whatever. <laughs> Pepper and Genie then triumphantly returned for one sponsorless sode, <laughs> just to spite KG in O-Town, where Iggy bait and switched a free room in Jamaica for Katie Cush before revealing she'd be staying in his room, which she laughed off and mumbled something about hashtag content just to be polite, which Iggy misinterpreted as her being willing to bang a radio host <laughs> over 40 years her senior. <laughs> Jesus, mm. that's from Buck Swope. Buck Swope with a nice little email. And don't uh, end your thing with Spicy Wiener's tagline. And finally, don't let the squares get you down about your man trip, Jackson. Just imagine the thrill of you and your fully grown adult buddies with nicknames that sound <laughs> like and one mixtape players. <laughs> Piling into a rented Plymouth Voyager to absolutely rage for 48 straight hours in a builder-grade cabin in Gatlinburg. Or as the locals call it, the Ibiza of Smoke the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> Just a fearless group of male friends starting their caffeine and calorie-filled trip with the bold and gutsy purchase of a six-pack of mango seltzers and a couple bags of sunflower seeds. You'll turn to the portly Gareth and say, bro, how risky of us buying a flavor without having previously sampled it. Hmm. But when the boys and us get together for an epic two and a half days, the great outdoors of playing Crash Bandicoot on the <laughs> PS3, risk is all part of the game. 
Then you'll check in with your parents when you stop for gas to update them on the daring new course you and your friends from college are charting by selecting a beverage that you've never experienced. It could be too bitter. Heck, it could be too fruity. When you venture into unknown territory like this, you never know how it's going to end. All you know is that it's going to be one wild ride, so you better hang on tight. And then how dicey do you want to get when it comes to the music station for your nihilistic man trip to the mountains with once <laughs> pull out Murphy bed and a do you pick the safe choice with kids bop or go more edgy with the contemporary Z1077? For real, all men do this when they turn 22 years old, so don't be ashamed. Have fun on your Doug Quinceanera. Thank you. Quinceanera. That's from Lashard's oversized hoodie. I left my puzzle book in the back of your car when you took my wife to Chili's last Sunday. Can I swing by and get the money? Lashard's oversized... What was it? Hoodie. Hoodie. Lashard's oversized hoodie. None of those conversations will be going on. That's well, right. The designer. He seemed bandicoot. He seemed confident. He day. I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with that nice little email from Buck Swope. God. It was a yeah. nice little email. Anybody, anybody with Swope. So whoever whoever Tim picks, I'm picking. <laughs> well, I'm taking Buck Swope, to be honest with you. So <laughs> oh, it's three votes. Come on that. Oh, do it. A sweep for Buck Swope. <laughs> no, wait, I'm changing my <laughs> Congratulations to Buck Swope. You've won the design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Jackson and I got to go down the hallway, and we're going to have to deal with this. We are going to have to deal with this, Okay. But we will. Nothing happened last night. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mm. Someone's going to have to deal with it. Someone's going to have to deal with it. Yeah. It's, coming, uh, it's coming up. Darren Pang at 1045. Is Pepper and Jeannie coming back today? Oh, hell Why no. not? Hell no. Nah. You're on such a good run. <laughs> hell no. Nah. We had a great interview. We, oh, we got another interview. You sit on that for at least month, a probably. week. No, we get another interview. If, if um, Aubrey uh, Plaza's guy gets back to me, we'll do another, <laughs> we'll do another one. That's going to happen. No. Any sound stories today, Plowog? So now that we're, yeah, uh, not we with couple, uh, no. not with Doug. We got three tomorrow. Cut. Yeah. Um, and I forgot what else we're throughout the week. All right, there we go. Uh, You're not got a QFTA today. I could do a QFTA today. I got a call with the sponsor, Doug, at eleven thirty. Is it eleven thirty? I don't know the times, Tim. And then we got a call with the Jamaican place today at one. Right. One. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I'd have to. There's okay. no way in the world I could get a QFTA done in between noon I and one. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, no. that's, that's a four-hour adventure. Know, Jackson, for what do you think? We... <laughs> I think we could do it. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's time for us to go uh, take uh, take a beating, Doug. We'll go do it down the hallway. Come and get your ESPN. Flip over there and enjoy the presentation. Text in. I don't remember the new text number, but store it in your phone once I say it. Uh, for the plot for action, Jackson for Kenneth Higgins. Remember the Kevin for Douglas Sullivan. I'm Kern. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Closing out the Maggie O'Brien's nine o'clock hour from the Michelob Ultra Studios.